Hey, what's up, everyone, on this Sunday evening? Welcome to another podcast of The Daily Mind, giving you another half hour of whatever is on my mind today. And uh, on this uh, September 10th evening, yeah, that's right, September 10th, you know, already one day before 9-11 and the anniversary to one of the worst events in American history to happen since Pearl Harbor is upon us. And uh, for some of us, some people can't let go of this. And for others, they have moved on. But, you know, it, it, it's, you know, you know, when they say never forget, you really will never forget because it's constantly etched in our heads. You know, that 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 event changed the world forever as we know it. Like a lot of people did not wake up thinking this was going to happen. But that's like any day. Right. Um, but, yeah, before I get into uh, my uh, September 10th story, um, I just want to give you some positive to my day actually no let me flip it let me start off with the september 10th story then i'll give you the positive all right now i remember september 10th um i was living in east Elmhurst, queens and i remember that night um it was a bad thunderstorm and you know it was your typical end of summer summertime uh type thunderstorm and uh, i remember it all so well i remember looking towards the west because where i lived at um i had a patio and was fortunate enough to see the twin towers um for, you know, every single day I woke up, thunderstorm passed by, I wake up the next day, it's nice and sunny outside, and, you know, that will probably be the last, that was the last time I've seen the Twin Towers from my house, was when I woke up that morning, and we just started school in New York, that was like the first week of school, and that happened, I, I'll never forget it, um, but yeah, September 10th, you know, that's, nobody woke up, nobody thought, ever, but that's how life is. Sometimes you wake up, you don't know what's going to hit you when you hit, you know, get out that door. Um, but on a lighter note, I did go out on a date today with my wife. We went out to see uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 3. Yes, people, it just dropped on Friday. There is a Part 3 to the Greek saga. And um, with my type of humor, you know, you're probably thinking, like, what the hell are you doing watching that movie? Believe it or not, I like that movie very much. I think it's hilarious, especially seeing um, how the family functions and works and stuff like that. And now after some time, they came out with a part three. Plus, I love the lead um, the lead female that plays, like, well, the main character. She goes by the name of Tula in the movie. I, I, when I first seen the first Greek wedding movie, I fell in love with her. I, and even now in this movie... And I think she's in her 60s. She still look fine. I mean, shit, look me up, please. Nah, nah, let me chill. My wife's going to probably listen to this someday and be like, nah, you'll never see that movie again. And then, you know, after that, just give me one of those. <laughs> anyway, the movie was good. Um, it, it, kept me, I, it kept me laughing. And the fact is that they went back to Greece this time, which is I'm surprised it wasn't a concept that happened in the second movie, but it happened in this one. So they go back to Greece and the rest is history. I'm not trying to spoil the movie for you. Um, if you are slated to see this movie, um, good movie. The ending was um, kind of disappointing. Um, I I felt like they could have like rolled um the camera a little bit more and and into just a few more minutes to see what happens next. I mean, the way it ended, it was uh, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. But the movie was good. I loved it. My wife loved it. And then you know we went out to um, you know we went into this new um shape icy place we have here in Clarksville, um. It's right there on Tiny Town Road. It's not a bad spot. It's it's really, really good. And last night we were at the casino, too. Um, did pretty well. I cleaned up at the casino. My wife, not so much. But 
Um, you know, what's mine is hers and, you know, it's that kind of thing. So, of course, we shared the money. We used the money to go eat and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that. Like, I have my bad nights at the casino. And believe me, when I first started gambling at casinos, I would get pissed. But then I, I just calm down because I just play. I don't play to win. I just play. And then if it hits, it hits. It don't. It don't. I just know my limits on where I should stop, you know, before I lose all my money. But, no, we had a good time this weekend. We're making up for uh, lots of lost time. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, had, we had a really good time. Went to the movies and stuff like that. Now she's watching a TV show. We just had dinner. And, you know, right after this, I'm going to bed because I have a very early Monday morning ahead of me. So, yeah, it is what it is. So I'm going to do something a little bit different tonight um, because the next episode, if I have one tomorrow, I want to do a 9-11 episode. Uh, considering this will be my first 9-11 episode because I started the show last year on October 6th. So I want to reserve Monday or Tuesday for a 9-11 episode. Okay, um, my story of the whole day, I still remember extremely vivid. Uh, the day, what happened in New York for those um, listeners who are out of, you know, that doesn't live in New York. Uh, you will hear my story of it. Now, I didn't see the towers get hit or seen the towers collapse, but... I'll get more into that in my story. And then, of course, I'm going to get into uh, some facts about the World Trade Center. Um, maybe dip into a little bit of conspiracy. Actually, no, I'm not even going to fuck with the conspiracies because that's a day that, that you know, we can rest with conspiracies um, on that one day. Now, afterwards, then I'll dig, dig into a little bit because, shit, a lot of conspiracies started coming out over the years. But again, I'm going to reserve that for another episode today, though, or tonight, rather. I'm going to do news out of a hat. Now, normally, I do this episode on Mondays. But seeing that tomorrow is Monday and it's 9-11, if I do an episode tomorrow or Tuesday, I want to reserve that for a 9-11 theme episode. Okay, so news out of a hat, I'm going to start that today. Now, again, Sundays is just some random ass topic, but I figure, you know what? Why not just knock it out with some news, right? So, uh... I'm going to get right into it, and uh, the biggest news I've been hearing about is uh, my boy, well, not my boy anymore, I guess, uh, Danny Masterson. You guys know him as Stephen Hyde from that 70s show, yeah. He just got the book thrown at him pretty hard, 30 years to life for about uh, at least two counts of rape in the early 2000s. I mean, his life thrown away just like that, you know, and and... And that 70s show reboot, right? Uh, what is it? The, the 90s show. That 90s show. A lot of people were asking, you know, is Hyde going to make an appearance? Because all the, for the most part, all the old original That 70s cast members have made an appearance on That 90s show. But um, there was little, little hope that Danny Masterson would show up. But um, this, I think, kind of sealed that fate. That there's no chance in hell he's going to make an appearance in that show. Um, and there's a lot of like controversy around this guy now. Me, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, who were big supporters of Masterson when he was in trouble with writing letters, now they're getting slammed for supporting him, which I don't see how. Like, they're supporting a friend who at the time was alleged rapist. Okay, now alleged doesn't mean you're guilty or not guilty, you've just been alleged that you've done something. So, them writing letters in support of their friend, they're their um, co-star, you know, now, after the fact, now that he's been charged and you're writing support letters, that might come a little bit differently. Um, 
but there's so many stories coming out about Masterson, and it's crazy because nobody's seen it coming. But it's always the ones you don't expect to try some that do some crazy shit. Um, and, and I don't know. And I'm gonna read one of the articles on here. Um, let's see here. Uh, and even like Topher Grace, the guy that that plays Eric Foreman. Um, he's in this too, but he didn't do anything. It's it's the fact that when he was on the show and everybody would like take breaks from work and go hang out, he would not do that. He would go home after he does his shots, and that's it. And then everybody thought he was just bougie and awkward and sadity. But it had he been hanging around Danny Masterson, <laughs> he probably would have gotten in trouble too. Um, but I'm gonna get right into it. This is coming out of Reuters, uh, published uh, three days ago. Uh, that 70 show actor Masterson sentenced to 30 years to life in prison for raping women, two women. Okay. Uh, it says here that 70 show actor Danny Masterson was sentenced to 30 years to life for raping two women who on Thursday said that the Church of Scientology sought to protect the actor and intimidate them into silence. Mm. The 47 year old actor and prominent Scientologist who starred in a retro TV comedy for eight seasons until 2006, was convicted in May in a second trial, a judge deadlocked on a charge that he raped a third woman. D judge Charlene Omedo of Los Angeles Superior Court imposed a maximum sentence allowed by law. Masterson, who has been jailed since his conviction, will be eligible for parole in 25 and a half years. The case drew attention in part because Masterson met the women through the Church of Scientology, and his accusers said, the organization discouraged them from contacting law enforcement. The Church of Scientology denied that claim and said Masterson's religion should not have been an issue in the case, calling it an unprecedented violation of First Amendment. Now, Scientology has always been looked at as sort of weird. I mean, uh, look at fucking Tom Cruise. Uh, prosecutors based in the case on Scientology and fabrications about the church to introduce prejudice and inflame bigotry, the organization said after the sentencing. The women said Masterson drugged and raped them in separate incidents between 2001 and 2003 at his house in Hollywood Hills. Uh, with his wife, actor Jean Phillips, and his brother, Malcolm in the Middle, actor Christopher Masterson, seated nearby, Masterson showed little reaction on Thursday as the woman gave victim impact statements. He was offered a chance to speak, but he declined. Uh, quote, I forgive you. Your sickness is no longer mine to bear, said one victim, identified as Jane Doe, too. Wow. Uh, the woman who was a member of the church when she met Masterson just described the religious organization as an enabler and a protector for him and says she was terrorized and harassed by the church when she tried to speak out about her rape. Uh, she quote on saying, um, rape is a theft of the spirit, she said, adding that she developed PTSD in her promising acting career, uh, career, uh, career weathered. Now, that, that to me is out of control. Like, I'm telling you, money and fame gets to a lot of people's heads. And they don't know what the hell to do with it. And they start taking these different roads and avenues of approach towards life. And before you know it, you know, it's all gone just like that. Now this man is in jail. And I don't know if what's going to happen with the syndication of that 70s show. Are people going to watch that 70s show? I mean, I absolutely love that fucking show. Even when it was premiering, I've watched it. Um, it started when I was in junior high school. I loved that show tremendously but you know it's gonna be kind of weird watching the show and then watching him now it's just like the cosby show right when that whole shit with bill cosby was going on 
for a brief, networks were not showing the Cosby Show at all. But now it's uh, the Cosby Show has made its way towards. Uh, it's on TV again, but you know, like that '70s show. It's not fair to the other actors where they get um, residual pay from you know premiering the show. And now you know, let's just say they just pull the plug on it because of Masterson, because he's virtually in every single episode. But I don't see that happening. I think some people though are going to be turned off from watching the show just simply because he uh, premieres. He's in it as a regular cast member. I mean, is it going to stop me from watching the show? No. It's not going to uh, stop me from watching the show. I'll still watch it. But again, you know, some people are just not going to watch it. And I totally understand that. Um, I, I can I can totally understand. All right. So uh, let's see here. Let's see what other news we got. Damn, it's already 12 minutes in. And it, it felt like I spent damn near almost the whole half of the episode talking about Danny Masterson. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Trying to find some more interesting news. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, boy. Yeah, I tell you, man. It's It's been a nice day. Like I said, I've been feeling more calm. Like I said, I've been having some crazy, um, crazy weeks, you know, mentally, physically kind of deal. So, you know, just taking it easy now, stuff like that, so. Yeah. All right. Let me see what else is going on here. I know I got some other news. It's it's uh, it's Monday. I mean, it's Sunday. I'm sorry. It's Sunday. So it's kind of slow. That's why usually Monday is the beginning of the week as far as like the news. And that's why I usually do this on uh, Mondays. But I figure I do it now. Why not? All right. Let's get into my other app, my news app here. I'm going to find out what's going on in the world because I know the Masterson situation was um, the big one. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, boy. Uh, headlines, headlines. Mm, let's see what else we got here. Mm, 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 mm. Give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Mm. Oh, uh, wow. Um, 11 people are hurt when a walkway collapsed during Maine's annual lighthouse event. Out of all places, something crazy like that's got to happen. Uh, this is coming out of the Associated Press. Uh, just 11 hours ago, it says here 11 lighthouse enthusiasts were hurt. Lighthouse enthusiasts, people, were hurt when a walkway collapsed, sending people tumbling into mud flats below during an annual event that encourages tours of Maine's beloved beacon. The wooden walkway collapsed at Doubling Point Lighthouse in Arrowsick on Saturday afternoon. The lighthouse was open to the public as part of the Maine Open Lighthouse Day which is a day where the state's scenic lighthouses are open to the public. Uh, five of the 11 injured people were taken to hospital, said Bath Fire Department Deputy Chief Chris Cummings. The collapse of the bridge happened at low tide and caused some of the victims to fall 8 to 10 feet and then landed in a somewhat rocky mudflat below, Cummings said. He said numerous public safety departments responded to the scene. He says it was a team effort whose department is in a small city a few miles away. This sounds like one of those unfortunate incidents, but... Somewhere along the safety line, something was overlooked because this just doesn't happen. This was probably eroding away for a while, and it just now happened to give way. So it's unfortunate, but at least everybody is okay. Nobody really got seriously hurt. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's kind of crazy. Got to be careful. Even when you try to be careful out there, you just, you can't, you only be so careful. All right, this next one is a pet, epi uh, pet story. Coming out of CNN, 
uh, Delta passenger's dog who went missing at Atlanta airport was found safe after three weeks. Three weeks. All right. It says, um, after enduring nearly a month of heartache and anxiety, a dog owner can finally rest after her missing dog was found safely at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport on Saturday. Uh, Delta Airlines passenger Paula Rodriguez's six-year-old dog, Maya, was lost in August at the airport, which is considered the busiest in the world. Uh, the airport's operation team found Maya hiding near the North Cargo facilities, according to a post on X, a social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Tired but in apparent good health, she was transported to a vet is expected to return home soon. On August 18th, Rodriguez and Maya embarked on a journey from their home in the Dominican Republic to California for a two-week vacation. However, when they arrived in Atlanta for a layover, Rodriguez was informed by a Border Patrol staff that her tourist visa did not match, did not meet the necessary requirements. They canceled her visa and told her she would need to return home on the next flight. Uh, with the next flight to Punta Cana scheduled for the following day, Rodriguez faced the distressing reality of spending the night alone in a detention center, separated from her beloved canine companion. They called the Delta agent who took Maya from me, she said. The next day, Rodriguez arrived at her flight's gate early, eagerly awaiting her reunion with Maya. To her dismay, Maya never arrived. Unable to remain in the U.S. for over 24 hours without a visa, Rodriguez was left with no choice but to board her flight to Punta Cana without Maya, an experience that she said triggered a panic attack during her journey home. Uh-huh. Um, his quote, it says, uh, Everyone who knows me knows what she means to me, Rodriguez said of her beloved pet. I don't go anywhere without her. She's so well-behaved that I like that I take her to restaurants literally everywhere. She's my partner in everything. Two days after Maya went missing, a Delta representative contacted Rodriguez to share unfortunate news. Quote, he said that she was being transported to the plane on the runway and staff had to open her kennel and she had escaped in the middle of the runway. Despite Rodriguez's relentless calls to Delta for updates, weeks went by without receiving any new info. Um, and without saying, you know, she found, she got a hold of the dog, but, you know, these airlines, man, they, they, I know they work hard, they bust their ass, especially Atlanta Airport. I mean, it is considered the busiest airport in the world. There's a lot of shit happening. Things can go completely wrong. But how do you not catch this dog? And, and it made me think, like, whether or not they actually continue to look for this dog, only to be hiding somewhere in some cargo area for three weeks? That sounds like, to me, straight neglect. They tried to probably run for that fucking dog. And as busy as the place was, okay, it, they just had no time to find the damn dog, and they just went about their day. Delta, you suck for that. All right, you definitely suck for that. And um, you should be ashamed of yourself. And just let the fucking dog go. Come on, man. Luckily, though, the dog is reunited. And as far as uh, the woman, she needs to just fix her visa shit. You know, it sucks that us as humans in this world, you know, we live in a world with borders and rules and shit. We can't just travel freely. You know, just imagine you traveling from some country to the U.S. and you can't even get out the airport because of a piece of paper, some document that's just not valid. Just imagine that. And then, you know, 9-11 made that a lot harder than ever before. Okay, remember, like I said earlier, 9-11 changed the world, and, and this is, you know, the whole visa thing has been a thing forever, but it's a lot more stringent. Excuse me, after 9-11. But, you know, I'm just glad. Uh, sounds like a good story. Uh, the dog and the uh, owner is reunited. But, you know, this shit happens all the time, man. Dogs and pets get lost, and it's crazy. It, it's crazy. Now, I, I don't know what the protocols is when it comes to this shit, but... Um, People got to be paying more attention. I know shit gets busy, but eh, 
better be paying more attention. That dog could have died. And that would have been a lawsuit. Hell, I would still sue. Fuck all that. I'll sue. I would totally sue. All right. Um. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Because the life is crazy. Life is out of control. Now, this story, too, I came across earlier. And, you know, I don't understand these teachers and their attraction to younger students. Whether it be male to female, female to male. Now, it's not always the male teacher getting involved with the female student. It seems like lately it's been the opposite. Female teachers getting getting it on or messing with like the younger boys. What in your right mind as an adult that you what do you find attractive of a of you know of a young boy or you know a, a young girl? What what I don't I never understand that. Especially that, that Mary Kay Latorno shit that happened, which opened the floodgates to this this whole problem. This is shit that's been happening for years. But when Mary Kay Latorno's case came about that was a big fucking deal. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this stuff really happens? Yeah, it kind of does. In this case, I have a story for you. So this is coming out of the New York Post. Um, fourth grade teacher and mother of two charged with raping boy, 12 years old, at her Tennessee home. It's unspeakable. This woman not only sat here and molested one of her students, she has kids of her own. That makes you think, like, what the fuck are you doing with the kids at home? Yeah, I, not only should she be arrested, them kids should be taken away. It says here, a fourth grade teacher in Tennessee could face 25 years behind bars after she was arrested for allegedly raping a 12-year-old and befriending other former students online. Alyssa McCommon, 38, was arrested outside her home Friday by Covington Police Department and booked into the Tipton County Jail. The mother of two has been accused of sexually assaulting a former student in 2021 in her home, uh, Chief Donna Turner said. The Charger Academy teacher admitted to inappropriately, inappropriately communicating with students, the police said. McCommon was suspended without pay on August 24th after a parent came forward with the allegation. Uh, after the parent came forward, several other students claimed McCommon befriended them online and even played video games with them, the outlet reported. Um, the fourth grade teacher allegedly sent students inappropriate photos and requested to have sex with them, the outlet said. Quote, it is unbearable. It's unspeakable, and it's 100% preventable. I think that's why the detectives and we are so passionate about making sure victims are okay, the chief said. A teacher was uh, now held on a $25,000 bond and maintains her innocence. Get the fuck out of here. You are guilty. Guilty. There's maintain innocence? You know what you did. You're not innocent. And the fact that you got all these other kids and stuff coming forward, <laughs> you just seal your innocence. No, you're guilty as shit. Yeah, hell no. Oh, no. No, no. You know, I, I, I don't understand this. It seems like it's more stressful to send your kids to school than ever before. You got to worry about school shooters. You got to worry about bullies. You got to worry about teachers. Teachers should be the last thing any parent with kids should be worrying about, okay? Bullies is one thing. Kids can be cruel, but come on. Grown-ass teachers, men and women, is the last thing any parent should be worrying about when it comes to sending their kids to school. That is, to me, insanity. In fact, I think, personally, they're too light on punishments when it comes to this. No, there, there needs to be an example set when it comes to this shit because the shit's crazy. It's crazy. Now you see why, like, some parents opt to have their kids homeschool because you don't know what you're sending your kid to nowadays. You just don't know. I mean, hell no, man. Nah, throw the book at her. And, you know, there's, and there's a lot more of them out there. They just haven't been caught yet. So, like, parents, you got kids, 
kids don't know better. They, 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 they speak truths. Okay? If your kid is coming home acting sort of different, you know, a little bit isolated, you know, talk to them because there's something going on. Okay? They may not be afraid. They may be too afraid to tell it because, you know, they're trusting in an adult. An adult is telling them, uh, don't say nothing. Da, 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 it's bad. They're going to do it, right? They're not going to say anything. But, no, get the answer out of them. If there's something going on with your kid in school, you definitely want to find out about that. All right. Let's see here. Uh, what other articles we got here? Because, uh, <sighs> crazy. Oh, wow. I got a crazy Clarksville story. I swear to God, Clarksville is... This place is a fucking trip. All right, I got one right here. This is coming from our town here in Clarksville, the Clarksville Today. Um, Alicia Claiborne dumps rubbing alcohol on boyfriend's head and throws a coffee cup. If you've seen this woman's mugshot, she looks a little bit off. She looks like she's not quite there. Homeboy should have just took off, you know, quickly. Uh, 19-year-old Alicia Claiborne was jailed on August 26th after dumping rubbing alcohol on her boyfriend's head on Ryder Avenue. Rashawn Anderson told police that he and Miss Claiborne had argued throughout the day, and after being doused in rubbing alcohol, Miss Claiborne threw a, co a coffee cup at him. Officers observed the rubbing alcohol on his shirt, and Miss Claiborne was deemed the primary aggressor. Um, Alicia J uh, Claiborne of Ryder Avenue in Clarksville <clears throat> was booked into Montgomery County Jail on the 26th of August, charged with domestic assault, a judicial commissioner set her bond at only $250. Fuck no. Listen, man. Domestic disputes is not funny. Okay? They're they really not. Now, that that could have turned into something quite worse. But, you know, um, we don't, I don't know the whole story. I mean, looking at her, she looked like, she don't look like she has it all up there. You know? And, and, and as far as the guy, I don't know. I don't know what triggered that. But rubbing alcohol? I, I, listen, I'd rather it rubbing alcohol than bleach. Because homeboy would have been blind. And then some. So, I mean, hopefully they uh, resolve that. Because, um, yeah, that, that to me is um, kind of crazy. Alright, so uh, let's see here what else we got. Oh, this article I wanted to read. This is another Delta Airlines article um, that happened this past week. This is coming out of uh, The Insider. It says a Delta passenger faced ridicule for explosive diarrhea that caused the plane to turn around. Now people are rushing to their defense. So, yeah, this plane, I think it was bound for Spain. And this guy, this passenger had a bowel episode to where they had to turn around and reland the plane because it was deemed a biohazard. I can't imagine there yeah, because... I guess that's a good call because there's no way I'm, I'm I'm flying on a plane full of shit for eight hours. I think anybody would just fucking open the door and jump out. It says here, TikToker has gone viral. Damn it, TikToker, man. I, yeah, I already see where this is going to go. A TikToker has gone viral for coming to the defense of a Delta Airlines passenger who made headlines for having explosive diarrhea on the flight. On September 1st, a Delta Airbus A350 flying to Barcelona, Spain, made a U-turn and returned to Atlanta when it had departed to be cleaned due to a medical issue on board. Insider previously reported, in an audio clip that has gone viral on X, a pilot on the flight could be heard describing the situation as a biohazard issue, saying we have had a passenger who has diarrhea all the way through the plane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. The situation become... Oh, got a little ladybug on my desk. Uh, so the situation became the subject of online amusement and discussion after various news outlets reported it 
reported on it, and a video purportedly filmed inside the aircraft appeared to show feces strewn across the floor was circulated on social media. But on September 6th, a TikToker who goes by the username Mariamas Trench posted a video urging people to be wary of laughing too much at the passenger. Her take has gone viral on the app, receiving 1.3 million views. They go a uh, quoted saying, the way you are going in on that passenger that caused the plane to turn around due to the fact they had explosive diarrhea all over the plane is crazy because I don't think y'all understand how it feels like for your stomach to hurt at the wrong place at the wrong time. The TikToker speculated that there were probably a limited number of toilets on the plane and the flight was likely several hours long. Do you think the passenger was going to like hold it in, she asked? Well, first of all, that passenger, and I'm not trying to like shame this person, okay? Um, if they do indeed have some sort of IBS or something going on with them, I'm pretty sure they should have taken the necessary precautions. Now, what they had before that plane, I don't know. I will tell you this, though. If I know I'm going to be on a long flight, I'm not going to eat something. Because first of all, I don't even like, I, I don't think I've ever taken a shit on a plane, ever. I can't imagine. It's such a small space. You open that door, the whole fucking economy class is going to smell you. I refrain. Any sort of shit I got to take is being done before that plane. Now, I don't know how old this person was or anything of that nature. But what I do know is that that couldn't be me. I'm sorry, but that, you know, I, I will say they made a good call with turning the plane around because somebody could get sick. I mean, you got feces all over the place for an eight-hour flight or so. I mean, yeah, somebody could get really, really sick. So, I mean, it's good they turned it around, but it sucks for that cleaning crew to have to clean that shit. Literally clean the shit because you know, the, the plane's out of service. That plane cannot fly until that shit is clean. And it's not just a regular sweep and vacuum. That shit's got to be, like, scrubbed and everything. It sucks for the passenger, I get it, but um yeah. Like I said, if you could uh if you could um take care of that business before you get on the flight, do so. But you know, they you know what they say, nature calls. So I mean like hell, nature is sure in hell called. And there you have it. I, I oh man, that's that's a shitty situation. I'm gonna read one more article and I'm gonna call it, okay? Um let's see here. Yeah, I'm going to read one more article. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, this guy. This guy is a trip. Mark Paul Gossler, the guy you know as Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. He says now that when he watches his episode, he can't fathom to watch himself and all the cringy things that, you know, obviously wouldn't fly today that, you know, he did in that show. Now, a lot of people are coming to his defense saying like, you know, hey, he was a teenager. He didn't know what he was doing. You know, he just was an actor and that was it. He didn't know. But if you look back at Say by the Bell, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's cringy. It is, a, it is a little bit cringy. I still watch the shit. I don't care, but um, it's definitely a little cringy. There's a lot of shit that's some people would uh, some people would say is outdated, you know, and, and it's just not looked upon correctly. But anyway, this is coming out of EntertainmentEW.com. Say by the Bell star Mark Paul Gosler regrets Zach basically whoring out Lisa Turtle in an early episode. Now this episode he's referring to, I remember is that he was having Lisa kiss people for like a dollar or some shit, like just giving kisses and stuff. Now, I don't know anywhere, any high school that does this shit today, but I'm pretty sure it was a thing back in the day. But it says here, um, <laughs> he, it quotes on saying, there's things that you just will not film nowadays. Now it says, Mark Paul Gosler is calling timeout on a certain Lisa Turtle storyline in Say by the Bell. The actor who famously played Zach Morris in the hit 90s teen sitcom 
and still li living down some of his character's more regrettable moments. And during an appearance on the Boy Meets World rewatch podcast, Pod Meets World, he recalled his own experience running a rewatch podcast. Uh, after launching Zack to the Future in 2020, Gosler realized that along with the good stuff, he had to spend time with some very dated plot points. Quote, there was one where I was basically whoring out Lisa Turtle, he told Pod Meets World host Daniel Fischel, Will Fredo, and Ryder Strong. I charged people to kiss her without her consent. That was a tough one. The story in question was in the Lisa card. That was the name of the episode. The second ever episode of the sitcom and involved log breweries, Lisa panicking after exceeding her dad's credit card limit, and in an attempt to make the money back, Zach charges boys in their class $1 to kiss her. A representative for Ruiz declined to comment when EW reached out. Gosler explained that before discussing the episode in full, he and his co-host Dashiell Driscoll made sure to add a disclaimer. Quote, we had to preface the podcast episode by saying we do not condone this. We're here to just discuss it. Uh, wow. Okay. The 2020 podcast episode started with the actor admitting, quote, I feel a little conflicted by this particular episode. It wasn't as carefree and innocent as the last episode, but maybe it's because I'm watching it through these eyes and not the eyes of a 13-year-old or in the audience that watched it back in the 1990s. Addressing their approach to similar situations later, he added, quote, We're not going to say that we don't see some of the morally adherent or dated situations and responses to certain things, but we're also here to give you a fun podcast. It's a celebration of Saved by the Bell. Gosler's podcast covered the first three seasons of the series before its indefinite hiatus after failing to find a new podcast network. Um, he also... Um, the actor also addressed the problematic nature of an episode in which Zach claimed to be Native American for a school project, a subject Gosler has broached before. Quote, seeing Zach Morris in a full headdress, that was one we had to be a little sensitive on, Gosler said, with Fischl, Freda, and Strong reacting in horror. These things you just do not film nowadays. Now, I do remember that episode, too. And they had a Native American actor play, like, this spirit, right? And Zach just... <laughs> This is why they got this segment online called Zach Morris is Trash. Um, very funny little thing, by the way. Look it up. But uh, looking back at it, yes. But you have to understand, things were different back then. Things weren't as, things were taboo, but things weren't as, like, how it is today where, like, people pointed out shit. You know, me being a kid watching Say by the Bell, I thought it was just great Saturday entertainment, right? But, of course, you're a kid. You're not exactly socially conscious. As you get older, though, and then you start seeing shit for what it is, it's like, oh, man. That's crazy. Like Scooby-Doo. Like, you watch Scooby-Doo, you don't think much of it. But then you got to think, how is Shaggy talking to a dog? And he's the only person that understands this dog. And he's always hungry. Now, you didn't think about that shit when you were a kid. But now you're like, hmm. He's the only one that can understand a dog. And he's constantly hungry. And a dog is always hungry. Oh, it makes perfect sense. He's high all the time. And he smokes around Scooby, who's also high. Who also understands Shaggy. So yeah, they're just high. That's exactly what it was. Although Shaggy never really uh, smoked <laughs> online. I'm trying to get this uh, ladybug has been crawling on my mic. It's kind of cute. I'll just leave it alone. But uh, yeah, Zach is looking back at shit. And you know, I, I got to give it to him. You know, because he was just a teenager who never thought of being on TV. And he was given money to just act. That's what you do. Now, if say by the Bell. And, and let's say they were the same age as they were today coming out with this show called say by the bell then maybe things will be so different like they will be so many things they point out and shit but you know they were conscious back then but they were like yo we got a high rated show let's just make it happen we'll tiptoe through the whole native american thing 
will tiptoe through the whole Lisa kissing thing. And, you know, the episode with Jesse taking pills. Slow walking shit. Slow walking shit. But, you know, if that was to come out today, yeah, there'll be a disclaimer or or the episode may never happen or somebody will be quick to go on Twitter and be like, oh, man, did you see that episode where Lisa's kissing for a dollar? And, yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I guess now he's looking back at it, but shit, that ain't stopping those residuals from coming in. He's still getting paid for it. But, you know, what can you do? What's done is pretty much done. That's it, you know? You just look back at it and, you know, just you just grow from it. That's all, you know? Well, shout out to Mark Paul Gosler, man. I mean, I'll get, I'll let him slide on that. Okay, a lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, he's he's woke now. He's woke. No, nah, he's just pointing out some shit that they made him do. If you think about it as a child actor, they whore you out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just makes perfect sense. All right, so, hey, that's it for me on this Sunday night. Thanks for listening to the Daily Mind podcast and the news out of a hat on this special Sunday edition. Um, if I do an episode tomorrow or Tuesday, there will be a 9-11 episode. Um... Not getting into conspiracy theories, not doing all that shit till later, but looking back on that day and, you know, um, yeah, just the overall history of the buildings itself. So uh, look out for that. In the meantime, get some sleep. Let's get into this week and um, have a great evening. Ciao.